seasons that I spent there were awesome too. I mean, we had really good teams and I mean, unfortunately we we didn't get, we didn't win anything, but I mean, uh, it was still a great time and so many great teammates. It was, it was awesome. I miss Syracuse. Any, anytime I go back, I definitely, definitely feel a little bit like home and definitely part of, part of the journey. So yeah, Syracuse is awesome. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli. This is episode three of Crunch Chronicles. We have a very exciting show for you here today. Our guest on the show is a one-time member of the Syracuse Crunch. He was here for a couple of seasons and has since left and is now a member of the Florida Panthers organization. Of course, we're talking about Carter Verhage, who had two really successful years here in Syracuse before winning the Stanley Cup with the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2020. As we said, he has since moved out of the Florida Panthers organization, but he'll be a player who uh, we remember for a long time here in Syracuse for what he did in his very short time with the Crunch. Carter Verhage has got a very interesting career path over the course of his, I mean, still very young career. Carter is only 26 years old at the moment, uh, but he has kind of gone up and down and he's a wonderful AHL story there's no doubt about that he was originally drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs in the third round in 2013 but uh, he was traded away from the Maple Leafs organization to the New York Islanders organization uh, a trade that was a a pretty big trade there's a lot of pieces involved uh, for both of those teams so he ended up with the Islanders organization started his pro career in the Islanders organization in the 2015-2016 season that was after after finishing his career in the OHL with the Niagara Ice Dogs. So he starts his pro career in the AHL with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers in 2015. But that year, he kind of split between Bridgeport and their ECHL affiliate, the Missouri Mavericks. He played 30 games for the Sound Tigers, had 15 points. He had 25 points in 20 games in Missouri in the coast, then played in the playoffs there for Missouri as well. The next year, another year where he was kind of in between both leagues, he spent more time in Bridgeport that year in 2016-2017, 45 games, 29 points. So you could see he was pretty productive when he was in the AHL, but he couldn't stick. He had another 16 games in the ECHL with Missouri, 32 points to the Mavericks that season as well. And then that offseason, the Tampa Bay Lightning went out and made a trade. They traded for him, Christos Gudleskis, who had been with the Crunch for a number of years. He was traded to the Islanders organization for Carter Verhage, a one-for-one swap. And Verhage then joined the organization ahead of the 2017-2018 18 season. He spent that year in Syracuse. He played 58 games. He had 48 points, which was a remarkable year given the fact that he started the year hurt, didn't start the season playing for the Crunch. He was working his way into the lineup, and by the end of the year, he was maybe the Crunch's most consistent scorer that season. And then he carried that momentum into what was one of the most remarkable seasons in Crunch history in 2018-2019, his second year with the Crunch. He played all 76 games for the Crunch that year. He tied for the team and the league lead with 34 goals, sharing the Willie Marshall Award with his teammate Alex Barre-Boulet, who also had 34 goals. He had a league-leading 82 points. That was a franchise record for the Crunch that still holds as the most points in a regular season for any Crunch player. 82 points, which was 34 goals, as we mentioned, and 48 assists. That was good for the John B. Sullenberger Trophy in the AHL, which is awarded to the league's 
most prolific scorer. So he won that the first time a crunch player ever won that award. Franchise record 82 points. First player to reach 80 points in a season for a crunch player. And he was just tremendous. Every game, he was a factor. He was so good throughout the course of the season. And he helped lead the crunch to a division title that year in 2018-2019. He added six points in the four playoff games for the crunch who ended up losing to the Cleveland Monsters. So after his two years in Syracuse, he makes the Tampa Bay Lightning the following year in 2019-2020. 13 points in 52 games. On that Tampa Bay team, though, it's so talented up front. He was really a, a fourth liner, a third liner occasionally for the Lightning. So wasn't put in those scoring situations because there was really no room for him on a scoring line. Ends up winning the Cup. Two assists in eight playoff games that year in 2020 in the bubble up in Toronto and Edmonton. And then uh, he ends up uh, betting on himself, signing with the Florida Panthers the following year, a two-year deal. And he was just great this past season. 36 points in 43 games, a part of the Panthers' top line. So uh, you can see the trajectory going in this offseason. He signed an extension as well, a three-year contract extension. So he's under contract for another four years with the Florida Panthers. It was a pretty uh, lucrative deal uh, his three-year extension so congrats to Carter Verhage a great story who's come through Syracuse he was such a wonderful story when he's with the crunch dynamite score for the crunch and he's our guest this week on crunch chronicles yeah things are good I mean uh, thanks for having me uh everything's good right now I'm just uh getting ready for the season uh, in Florida right now so uh, it's almost that time, so I'm just trying to get ready here. Yeah, it's an exciting time of the year as uh, as you and, and everyone gets geared up for another season. Uh, uh, a big congrats, of course, to you. Just uh, recently announcing a new contract extension with the Florida Panthers. You, you signed there uh, this past season. You played there your first year with Florida, had an excellent year. Congrats on that. It, it looks like you've got a, a, a really fun, talented uh, team uh, on the rise there building in Florida. It, it looks like uh, everything is trending in the right direction with the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's awesome to be able to stay here for another four years and uh, kind of have a little bit of stability. I never really had that in my career, so uh, that's nice. And yeah, I'm, I'm loving where the team's going. We have a bunch of guys kind of around the same age trying to, and I think uh, we're just trying to build for something uh, here. I mean, uh, we're all signed for a couple of years and we'll have time to grow and I mean, uh, last year was a great year for us, and I think uh, all we can do is just build from it here. Yeah, how excited are you to be a part of something like that? Like you said, you've got stability now, and, and uh, it, it is, a, a like you said, a young team on the rise and, and ready to, to keep on pushing. How excited are you to be a part of that? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I think in uh, when I was in Tampa, I was kind of part of the finished product already, and I didn't really go through the grind of everything, really, but like all those years where they went to the finals and conference finals and and to finally win it. I think now I'm kind of in a different situation where we're kind of just, uh, just starting to knock on the door and trying to build in a team. And it's a really definitely exciting time to be here and everyone's been great here. So I'm, it's just really excited time. Yeah, you had a really strong first season there in the uh, the Panthers organization last year. It was a, an unusual year, obviously, for everyone with everything that was going on in, in the world in terms of a pandemic uh, from the start of the year to the end of the year. But you you had an excellent year. The team had an excellent season. What went well for you uh, this past year? Yeah, I think uh, it was pretty easy. I mean, I think I learned a lot from my uh, first year in Tampa. I think uh, uh, I played with so many great players. We obviously won the won the cup and. 
we just learned so much from the playoffs and everything and kind of tried to take it somewhere new and come here and just have a fresh attitude and kind of take kind of what I learned from in the past, what it takes to kind of be successful in the NHL and kind of just uh, right from the start, I got a great opportunity. They gave me a lot of, a lot of time on ice, a lot of opportunity to play. And I just came in and just kind of, showed what I can do and kind of ran with it. That seems to be the, uh, the the kind of the story of your career. And of course, we'll circle back to when you were with the Crunch and, and how it all took off from there. But, uh, you know, you were given that opportunity, like you said, there were the Panthers. You played with some really, really talented players. What was, uh, you know, what is it like and what does it do for, uh, you know, your confidence when you, you get that opportunity, you get put in a, in a position to succeed? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I mean, I think uh, confidence is huge. I mean, it was a completely different role than I was playing in Tampa. and. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of times just you get lucky and get put in that situation and then you can kind of show what you can do in that situation. It's tough to get there and it took a lot of years for me to get there. And I mean, uh, you know, it's all about a lot of times it's all about the situation you're in as a player. Carter Verhage is our guest here on Crunch Chronicles, a member of the Florida Panthers entering his second season with Florida. Uh, we, like we said, the Panthers had an excellent season. You, you go to the playoffs, uh, you know, you win the Cup with the Lightning, like you said, uh, two years ago. Uh, you go to the playoffs of the Panthers last year. And of course, the team you have to face in the playoffs and, and all year, really, with uh, the way the divisions aligned last year and, and the way the schedules unfolded was the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, your former team. Uh, how difficult was facing them in that first round series from an outside perspective it was certainly a very entertaining series but uh, how tough was it to to go up against them in the first round and then to go and see them uh, win the cup again yeah I mean uh it was it was tough actually it was tough playing against them I mean obviously like it was pretty much the exact same team that uh they had the previous year and um, I have a lot of good buddies on that team and a lot of familiar faces that I see so and uh, we obviously won the cup, so that's kind of a special bond too. So when you see him on the other side, it's definitely a little bit of an adjustment. But I mean, uh, yeah, it was a great series, and yeah, I was happy to happy to see him win. If we weren't going to win, I was happy to see. Uh, a bunch of my buddies won it again. You know, speaking of the cup, uh, with last year, you and everyone else didn't get that day with the cup, but you got it here just recently. What did it mean to you to? Well, first of all, what did you do with your day with the cup here just a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it was it was a pretty busy day. I mean, I spent it with a lot of friends and family, and I, I brought it back to where I grew up playing, and kind of tried to share it with the community a little bit. Uh, Took it to my dad's fire hall and shared it with those guys. That was awesome. And it was just a great day overall to have with the cup. And I mean, it's, is uh, obviously we've been waiting a while for it. So I'm glad I finally got to do it and share it with everyone. Definitely worth the wait. You know, what did it mean to you and to that community to, you know, have the opportunity to have that day with the cup? And, uh, and like you said, you shared it with, uh, with a lot of people and, and a lot of people that meant you know, a lot to you. And I'm sure it meant a lot to, to those folks as well. Yeah, I think that's that's essentially what the day with the cup is. It's it's not really for you. It's kind of to share it with uh, everyone who's got you to that point and who support you along the way. And I think that was the that was the coolest part is seeing everyone else uh, everyone else's reaction to seeing the cup and drinking from it and everything like that. So I think that was the coolest part. 
Uh, it's awesome to hear. We're very happy that you got your day with a cup, of course, and uh, and look forward to seeing that uh, continue here. Uh, as we shift our focus to uh, to your time with the Crunch now, two seasons here in Syracuse, 2017 and 2018, obviously two really uh, uh, successful years for you. Uh, before we dive into some of the nitty gritty, just at a you know a broad stroke, uh, your two years in Syracuse. So what are your general thoughts on on playing here in Syracuse and 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 your time spent with the Crunch? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it obviously, uh, I thought it was great. I mean, it obviously helped my career a ton and playing, playing there, getting an opportunity and them giving me opportunity, uh, all the coaches and all my teammates and everything helped me a ton to essentially get to where I am. And I think the, the couple of seasons that I spent there were awesome too. I mean, we had really good teams and I mean, unfortunately we, we didn't get, we didn't win anything, but I mean, uh, it was still a great time and so many great teammates. It was awesome. I miss Syracuse. Anytime I go back, I definitely, definitely feel a little bit like home and definitely part of, part of the journey. So yeah, Syracuse is awesome. Yeah. Everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own path. Yours came through here, of course. And, and like we kind of mentioned earlier, you really, at least from what we see and, and kind of, I think what uh, people from the outside see, you really came into your own as uh, as a player here with the crunch. I mean, you, you had that year in 2018, 19, your second and your last year with the crunch where you led the league in scoring 82 points, uh, tied for the league lead in goals with 34. What, you know, what clicked for you here uh, outside of maybe just getting that opportunity which is something you've obviously discussed already but uh, what clicked for you to really help you propel from where you were to, to how you developed to where you are now I think I don't know for for me I think it's weird with me I think it always takes a little bit of time for me to kind of adopt it takes about a year and whatever wherever I've been I mean so I, I think it's just all the co- like learning being there for a year kind of getting to know all the coaches and what they expect and all my teammates and just kind of being familiar with the, with everything. I mean, obviously the BG and, and all the coaches that I had there were definitely, they were hard on me, but they definitely, uh, definitely made me a better player. And uh, I mean, it was, I had a great time in Syracuse. Oh, you mentioned BG, Ben Grew, and, and I remember, you know, your first year here, you you were hurt at the very start of the year coming out of training camp, but then you, you you know, you're ready to try to jump in the lineup and uh, a couple weeks get into the season and you're still not in there yet. And I, I know it's kind of a story that's been told a bit, but, uh, you know, you, you go banging on the door for Ben Grew, right? And you you get your way into the lineup. Tell us how uh, how the conversation went and, and uh, how that all transpired. Yeah, I think... Uh... I, well, I was, I think I came, I came in and they didn't really, I don't think they really know what kind of player I was or like really who I was that that much. So, I mean, all they could really see was practice or whatever. So, and I was hurt. So, I mean, they didn't even really see that. So, I mean, I, I think we, that start of the year, we weren't very good and I, I was healthy for probably, I think we were losing a couple of games. And then like I was healthy for a week or two and I wasn't getting in the lineup. So I, I was pretty much done with it. I told him like, uh, I went in there and I was like, Hey, <laughs> kind of thing. And I guess, uh, yeah, he, he gave me a opportunity. And from there, I just kind of 
kind of went with it. And uh, you took off the rest of that year. Like you said, you got acclimated to the uh, the situation. You had a very good year that year. Then, like we said, you took off the next year. Uh, we'll talk more about that next year in a moment. But uh, you, you mentioned the, the coaches, Ben in particular, really pushing you. Uh, how, how valuable were those guys uh, in terms of aiding in your development, uh, pushing you to maybe a spot you didn't think you could go uh, in your career or, or in areas or whatever it might be? How much did they push you and how much did you need that at that point? Yeah, they put, they pushed me a lot. I mean, I, for me, I always believed in myself that I could be a great player and especially in the AHL. And I, I believed I could play in the NHL and be, be an impact player, but I needed the right coach and the right situation. And BG gave me that and he, he made me a better player along the way. I mean, my time in Syracuse was obviously huge for, for my uh, career. And I mean, I, I always believed I could do it, but they, uh, they were there to push me and help me along the way and guide me. And I can't, uh, I can't thank them enough. Carter Verhage, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles, as we talk about his two seasons with the Crunch. You talked about that first year, 2017-2018, and, and the team did not get off to a good start. It ended up being a very successful year, uh, one of the top teams in the league by the end of it with a number of long winning streaks, a uh, playoff series win against the Rochester Americans. The next year, it really, from day one, it was uh, just an excellent season for you, for the team. The Crunch ended up winning the North Division. Uh, really a tremendous year, and, and like we mentioned earlier, you had 82 points uh, led the league in scoring what what stands out to you uh what do you remember the most from that that second season here with the crunch uh, when when you were just tremendous and the team was really really good i just remember having a ton of fun i mean hanging out with all the guys in the locker room and i mean that's pretty much what it is it was i mean it, i just think it was a lot of fun uh, going to the rink every day winning games and i mean it didn't i think we lost in the first round that year but I mean, I think uh, just over the years, it's just so much fun hanging out with everyone and playing hockey. I mean, it was pretty relaxing, to be honest. I know it's something we talked about when you were here. I talk about it with a lot of the guys throughout the course of that year in particular, because it was a, a really tight group. But how, how important is that for a team? And, and why do you think that team was so tight? And that led to the success throughout the course of that season? I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to say why a team's so tight. But I think just just having a, a lot of great guys in the locker room and I mean, we had great leaders that year with uh, Wally, Doomy, and all those guys that have been around and the older guys that uh, kind of take you in and kind of make everyone feel feel a part of the team. I think that, that had a lot to do with it. We had a lot of rookies that year too. So, I mean, I think uh, there's just a good, a good mix of uh, older guys and younger guys and I mean, uh, it was a special year. We made a lot of good friendships, a lot of a lot of fun on the ice, and yeah, it was it was awesome. Well, you mentioned uh, a couple of the you know how many rookies there were on that team, and one of them in particular, you lived with him. That of course Ross Colton. Uh, he, he were his roommate that one year here, and obviously he's got on. He had a, a made the NHL finally this year in his uh, third pro season. He had a, a pretty big goal in the in the Stanley Cup final, the cup clinching goal. When you look back at uh, what he was like as a rookie, uh, what impressed you then, and and uh, and what has impressed you now that he is uh, he's made that impact at the NHL level. Yeah, he he's obviously a great player and he, he's gotten a lot better from right from I think he's a similar story to me right when he got there he didn't really, like I think like right when he started playing pro B, I think BG was a little bit hard on him and I I think I was just telling him that it's, it's for the best I mean he'll get through it and 
I mean, uh, it definitely uh, worked out for him. Like, he's a great player. And, I mean, he had a huge impact this year on the team coming in. And it's not it's not easy to go into a team like that and play, play the minutes he did and score big goals. And, like, he had a massive impact for – especially for the amount of time he played. I mean, so it's not easy coming into the NHL level like that. And there's definitely uh, – big things that come from him I think what attribute what trait do you think he has I mean like I said you you lived with him obviously so you saw him quite a bit what about him makes him a a guy who was able to you know stick it out through the beginning part of that year where uh, these days he 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 raves and glows about how good and how important Ben Grew was to him but you know it's probably not easy to go through something like that what do you think uh, about him enabled him to get through that stretch and and to propel himself to where he is now I mean, I think he just, he has a good attitude. I mean, he's always uh, looking at the positive and I think that's the biggest thing. If you get down on yourself, have a kind of negative attitude, uh, it, it doesn't help anything. And I think he's always, he's always a great guy, great fun to be around, always has a smile on his face. And I mean, yeah, the start is a little tough for him, but I think uh, having a lot of rookies on the team and, Living like living with someone, I mean, I think that helped him a lot to kind of kind of get through that. Because if you're doing it alone, I mean, it's it, it would be really tough. So I think he has a great attitude, great head on his shoulders, and he uh, just grinded, which is awesome. Well, we're talking to him uh, in an upcoming show here. Any uh, any good stories from when you guys were living together that we should uh, dive into with him? Oh, probably a lot of stories, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. The guy doesn't. The guy doesn't like to cook very often. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, well, maybe things have changed at this point. I don't know. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll circle back on that then for sure uh, with uh, with Ross here over the next uh, week or so. Yeah, he's probably still Uber Eats and everything. Right <laughs> well, whatever works, I guess. It, it worked yeah. here, uh, you know, down the stretch that year and, and the last couple of years, and obviously this year for him up in Tampa Bay. Well, we always uh, we, we always hear from players, and, and I know you talked about it when you were here as well, you know, playing here in Syracuse, a big part of it is the fans and playing in this building and, and the energy here. What was the experience like for you playing uh, your two seasons here in front of the, the fans in Syracuse? Oh, the fans are awesome there. Every time, uh, that building is pretty cool too. It's, it's a pretty old building. And I mean, uh, yeah, they come, they come to support us all the time. And I mean, there's, it's always pretty packed in there and so loud. I mean, especially in the playoffs too, it got pretty rowdy in there. So yeah, I mean, uh, I can't thank them enough for supporting, supporting us throughout the year. And I mean, uh, yeah, they're, they're great and big part of, uh, big part of uh, the Syracuse Grants for sure. We had uh, JT Brown on on the show a week ago and uh, he was here at the very start of the Lightning affiliation 2012-2013 and very briefly the next year and uh, you know that first year the the team went to the Calder Cup final and we were talking with him and he said you know it's the fact that there are such a passionate fan base with a fan base that demands winning it's not a a fan base that lets uh, lets losing uh, last very long really helps the team what you know do you did you see that as well? Obviously, the team was very good here your two years, but uh, how much does it help to have a fan base that is here in support and and kind of demands to have the success on the ice as well? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good. To, it's always good to have support from you, from your fans and for them to come out. And I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, having them around and supporting us throughout the tough times and the good times is always great. I mean, I mean, we I feel like. 
as players, you want to be kind of held accountable to yourself to kind of you're on ice play. And I mean, I think every time we went on the ice, we gave it everything we could and played with a lot of heart. And we had guys that kind of, kind of selling out for the team and everything like that. So I think uh, good, good fans like the ones in Syracuse really appreciate that. Carter Verhage, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. A couple more minutes with him. Uh, we'll, we'll shift to the AHL in general. Obviously, you spent part of four years here uh, in the league, two full years in Syracuse. For any player, you know, we mentioned it earlier, everyone's path is different. Some kind of rare for a guy to jump right up into the NHL these days. Uh, how valuable, how important is it to have the time in the AHL to develop and and to, you know, everyone, I guess, what's a message for, for players who maybe think Think they shouldn't be in the AHL for an extra year, but they are. How do you approach that, and, and how valuable is that time in this this league to get you to the NHL? Yeah, I mean, it's just playing games and playing every like playing a, like NHL schedule, playing sixty or what is it, seventy six games, and I mean, I, it's it's huge to get uh to get to that league and to kind of try and dominate that league and. I mean, it's, it, it was huge for me to be able to play coming in from junior. I, I definitely wasn't NHL ready. And I, I even got sent to the East coast league for a little bit there for a couple, couple of years in a row. And I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was, uh, I should have been in the East coast league, but I mean, what I did was just kind of work hard and just try and get better. And I think that's kind of the mentality of the HL just, same thing. You're just trying to get better and trying to get to the next level. As we uh, get set to wrap things up here, is there any final thought to uh, to share on your time in Syracuse? Uh, one final message for uh, the Crunch fans or, or anything like that about your, uh, you know, your two years here spent in Syracuse to to uh, to send them on their way. No, I just want to thank them for coming out every night and supporting us. And I mean, I I had a great time playing in Syracuse in front of all the fans and. The city, too, was awesome. So, I mean, I wouldn't trade my experience in Syracuse for, for anything. So I just want to say thank you to them for coming out and just uh, always supporting us. Well, Carter Verhage, uh, we appreciate the time here today. Again, congratulations, first of all, on on uh, the Stanley Cup uh, two years ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, a, a big accomplishment there. Congrats on the uh, the success in Florida with the Panthers and the new contract. We wish you well this upcoming season, and we appreciate you doing this here today. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. We thank Carter Verhage once again for joining us on Crunch Chronicles this week, giving us some time here as the offseason is approaching the end as uh, we approach training camps and get ready to go. But uh, we very much appreciate him giving us some time a week or so ago uh, as he was getting ready to get going once again in his second year in the Panthers organization. Boy, I tell you what, hockey in Florida right now is very exciting. The Lightning, of course, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions and the rivalry that is being built right now with the Florida Panthers. Not that it wasn't a rivalry already, but the first time a playoff series this past year was a very exciting six-game series. Uh, the Panthers really pushed the Lightning in that playoff series. You heard Carter talking about that uh, here on our show today. Uh, it's going to be a fierce rivalry. I think those are two teams that are very very, very good, and they're both in the mix for a playoff uh, position in that 
pretty good division there in the Atlantic Division. So uh, we look forward to seeing those matchups and we look forward to seeing Carter Verhage uh, continuing to uh, progress in his career. But a wonderful guy here in Syracuse was always a great, uh, great person to have on any broadcast we did or just a conversation to have with him. And we certainly appreciate uh, reconnecting with Carter here in the offseason to get caught up here on Crunch Chronicles. That's episode three in the books. Episodes one and two are available wherever you're listening to this podcast. Episode one was Pat Maroon. Episode two was JT Brown. If you haven't gone back, uh, if you haven't listened to those yet, you can certainly go back and uh, listen to those. If you have already listened or after listening to this show, we'd certainly appreciate either subscribing to the, uh, the show or giving us a rating and a review. We would certainly love to hear your thoughts on the shows what we're doing well and very much what we uh, what you think we can be doing better as well. We'd love all the feedback we can get as we look to make the show as entertaining and as uh, as well worth your time as possible uh, as we continue to progress here on Crunch Chronicles. No significant uh, news to report on this week, though, regarding the crunch or anything that's going on. Prospect camp and tournaments uh, have uh, been going underway, and the Lightning's Prospect Tournament will wrap up uh, this Tuesday, if you're listening to this on time, as uh, that wraps up, and then training camps get underway. So we are inside of a month from the Crunch's season starting. Uh, They open up in mid-October, October October 15th at Cleveland, but only a few weeks away before players will return and or arrive for the first time in Syracuse and get Crunch training camp started right around the first a couple of days of October. So a very exciting time here in Syracuse and we can't wait to uh, regroup, reconvene with all of you uh, for the start of the 2021-2022 season. That'll do it for us here on episode three of Crunch Chronicles. We once again thank Carter Verhage, our guest on the show today. Thank you for listening. We'll chat again next week on another episode of Crunch Chronicles. 